0: Welcome to 1514, the podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. Our goal is to help Christians understand the truth of Romans 1514, that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm one of your hosts, Curtis Solomon.
1: And I'm Lakin Brandt, your other host. Be sure to check out more resources from the BCC at biblicalcc.org.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of 1514. It's a delight to have you as part of our audience. This interview is one that I did with Lewis and Abigail Sacrin who helped found a wonderful ministry called Spreading Sunshine, which has a unique ministry of reaching out to people who are in the hospital, especially for parents and families who have children who have been born with disabilities or who have to be in intensive care or in the NICU for an extended period of time. And they share the love of Christ through what they call sunshine boxes. It was a really encouraging, inspiring uh, interview, and I hope that it is a blessing to you as well. 1514 is brought to you in part by the Annual Guide to Biblical Counseling Resources. This interactive ebook lists every published work in biblical counseling, categorizing them by topic and type. Ever wanted to know what biblical counseling resources are available on eating disorders? Just find that topic in the table of contents, click on it, and you will be taken to a listing and description of the five booklets and four books written by biblical counselors on the topic. See something you want to buy? Just click on that title and you'll be taken to a website where you can purchase the book. The annual guide also contains lists of schools with biblical counseling programs and degrees, biblical counseling podcasts, international biblical counseling ministries, and much more. Get a copy today from the BCC website for only $6.99. Or you can purchase the right to share it with 100 people for just $100. If you're a BCC partner, you have access to this great resource as part of our appreciation for supporting the BCC. Get your copy today. Well, Abby and Louis Sacron, thank you so much for being with us on 1514. Uh, Could you take a second and introduce yourself to our audience?
2: Sure. Uh, My name is Louis Sacron. I am a pastor in North Mississippi at Ripley Primitive Baptist Church. Um, I'm an ACBC certified Biblical counselor, and uh, I'm in the tail end of my MABC at Faith, Um, father of uh, Lily, who's 13, and David, who's nine, and obviously husband to Abigail.
3: And I'm Abigail, Um, I'm stay at home Um, mom, a homeschool. Lily is in seventh grade, and David is, um, we do a little bit of Pre-K, a little bit of kindergarten with him, and um, Preacher's Wife, and I, know, I guess I guess that's where a lot of different hats, it seems like.
1: Yeah, we're so glad to have you guys on, and can you guys just go ahead and give us a brief introduction to your ministry, Spreading Sunshine?
2: Sure, go ahead.
1: Um, well, I tell people that um, I am the unintentional
3: founder of spreading sunshine because, um, I really felt like it's something that the Lord brought about and it was a, um, act of kindness that just, we posted about on social media and the Lord just multiplied it. And, um, here we are eight years later and we're growing and still serving families. Um, I'll try to make this short, but the way that it came about was um, when I was pregnant with our son, David, um, he was born and we found out that um, he had um, Down syndrome and a variety of medical conditions. I had a completely typical pregnancy. We weren't expecting anything you know, um, out of the ordinary. Um, but we spent, um, six weeks in the NICU. Um, we were, um, separated from our daughter, Lily, who was four at the time. But when I was pregnant with David, um, Lily wanted to name him Sunshine and we, you know, Mm. it was cute and adorable. And so we called him Sunshine while I was pregnant. And then, um, when he was born and we received, you know, all the unexpected diagnosis. And of course that was, um, tough for a lot of different reasons, but, um, it just felt like the ward had orchestrated that nickname for him. Um, I had ne- we had never really had much experience with, um, a child who was unhealthy or anything like that. So we were thrown into, the, the children's hospital and, Um, while we were very, very supported, um, financially and like people just could not do enough for us, we were the uh, minority. That was not true for, I would say 98% of people Mm -hmm. in the hospital. And, um, so once we got home and got settled and we had to go back for open heart surgery, but once you know, everything kind of settled down. Then um, I just had a desire to give back. And one night I was scrolling Pinterest while being the baby and I saw the idea of a sunshine box. And I thought, wow, that's such a neat idea because David's nickname, nickname was Sunshine. And, and the idea behind the box was to send to somebody who was facing a medical diagnosis or is in the hospital So the next day, the kids and I just, you know, went to several shops and we packed up a box that was hospital friendly and, um, for a little girl who was having her fourth open heart surgery Mm. and we shipped it. And then a few weeks later, we did another one for, um, a mom who had received an unexpected, um, Down syndrome diagnosis and And then that one I posted on social media and I just started getting all these requests. I want to send a sunshine box. I want to send a sunshine box. (laughs) So I started finding the children. And, um, so it started out of my home and then I had, I had to ask a couple of friends to help me because it just got more than I could bear and, um, or handle on my own. So we were shipping boxes all over the country and then some even out of the U S and, Um, right now we do a lot of different things and we have an office in Memphis and an executive director and, um, so we've grown a lot, but that's
0: the, well, I I appreciate I appreciate you giving us the backstory of where it started as well. And then it started, like you said, with the sunshine boxes, which you, um, the website says you even customize those to the particular needs of people when they request a box or somebody has things. But as you were saying, it's expanded quite a bit. Uh, and there's some other things that you offer as well. In addition to an individual box, what are, what are, what are some of the other things that spreading sunshine offers as a ministry outlet to people?
3: Yeah. So, um, one of the things that was really important, um, to me and I guess to Lewis too, was, um, just meals, you know. The hospital life is really expensive, and um, it was a huge blessing if somebody brought us a meal or um, like sometimes like Chick Fil A would just come and bring food. Anything like that mm-hmm. was always just a huge blessing. So that's something that um, we do. We serve um, Lavonner Children's Hospital is our local children's hospital, and um, we serve meals at. Um, to the floor, to the, each, each level of the, each floor of the hospital is, is a different unit, Unit, right? So, um, like we would serve the whole NICU floor or something like that. just depending on where the hospital wants us to serve. Mm. Um, we also serve breakfast once a week at the FedEx house of Memphis and that's like a Ronald McDonald house. Um, we do snack bags, um, that we drop off, um, at the FedEx house and, um, at LeVonor. Um, we, this is kind of a, a, a newer, um, ministry opportunity, but just through the years we've developed a really good name through, for ourselves, um, through the hospital and through, um, Le Bonner and St. Jude and, um, While the hospitals help fill, you know, the medical side of the, um, you know, the child's issues, there are a lot of children, um, who are referred to quality of life, which just means they're, they're in their final stages of life and
1: it just, the family
3: just has needs and, um, we often get referrals from those, from the quality of life teams, mm-hmm. for um, different kinds of things like over Thanksgiving and Christmas, both we provided housing for a family whose mm-hmm. child had been sent home to die, and they didn't want to die in the hospital, but didn't have anywhere to go. Um, so, while that's a really sad and heavy ministry. It's um, also humbling to be able to fulfill that need
2: for, um, for a family. And, yeah. and one of the big challenges is being able to find a facility to get everybody together. So we've done several, you know, last birthdays where grandparents, siblings, those kinds of things come in. Um, cause as Abby said, you know, St. Jude and places like that are great about all the medical care, but, but as far as the community and as far as outside of two or three siblings, it's quarantine. So there are just no opportunities for the family to be able to get together. So we're able to to do things like that. And again, incredibly sad situations. But I remember several years ago, we had a a princess birthday for a little girl, Mm. um, who died a couple of months later, but for just a little bit of time, she got to go from being a cancer patient to Cinderella for a few hours. So it was a, it was a neat experience, heavy and, uh, a lot of mixed
0: emotions and- yeah well I, I was reading on the website and I read some of the different things you pr- you provide which uh, as you noted the variety of needs that people are facing is so diverse and I think it's really incredible how you're adaptable to meet different ones and I even I choked up because I was reading about one where you pro- uh, just printing printing the programs for a funeral for a child like that's a really tangible, wonderful way to minister to people and not something you think about every day. Um, and man, really encouraging way to love somebody. If somebody is looking to get help from, from spreading sunshine, where do they go? How do they get in touch with you?
3: Um, well, um, we're on Facebook and Instagram, just spreading sunshine, but then, um, the website spreading sunshine.org.
1: Um, be the best way, probably. Very good. So you have talked about the sunshine box that you guys provide. Can you tell us typically the things that you put in them for the families to receive in the child?
3: Well, so we have, people can request a sunshine box or say you have a friend who has a sick child and you want to send them a sunshine ball. So you can go to the website and there, you know, there's a form for that. And we ask them, you know, kind of specific questions just because, you know, like some children can't eat, some children are in wheelchairs. And um, so, you know, we, we have a stock supply room type thing of, of items that we keep. And then if somebody we don't have an item that's requested or we don't have something that we think specifically meets that child's needs and then we can go find those items. Um, And then also something that kind of goes along with the sunshine box is um, we have a program called the year of sunshine where you can sponsor a family for a year. And that family receives a box every year. And I mean, every month, and it's different. Those are um, like, for example, um, I think, uh, families who have children with special needs. They have um, a much higher divorce rate. So, like one month is a date night box, and it's custom, you know, for the for the um, husband and wife. If if there, if there is a mom and daddy in the family, what. Um, one thing, um, another thing with special needs families is that the siblings often feel left out. So like one month, the box was just for the sibling. Um, then, you know, there's a Valentine's box in February. So each month is something different.
0: Oh, that's different really, thing. yeah. That's really cool. I appreciate the, explaining that because I saw that uh, those options. and cause, So you have the Sunshine box, a specific box, the Year of Sunshine. And then another thing that you also have on the website is... Family care um, is that kind of what you were describing before, or is there other other elements to that? Can you tell us about that specifically?
3: Right. So under the family care, the um, I guess the sunshine box, the monthly sunshine box, would fit into family care. But we also have a family care coordinator, um, and each year we have a different number of families. I think last year we had thirty or families that we serve throughout the year. I think this year we have 26. It just kind of depends on how many applications come in. Um, and each family is partnered with um, a volunteer um, who checks in on them. Um, we say two to three times a month just because um, if they're in the hospital, we want to know it so that we can, you know, send them a uh meal or, um, see what their needs are while they're in the hospital. Um, so that volunteer is partnered with a family to just keep tabs on them, pray for them and just see how we can serve them if, if something comes up and is needed. But I guess also under family care, um, like I said, we're the, Le Bonner Children's Hospital in St. Jude's there in Memphis, and that's where the majority of our volunteers are, and we do, um, we'll take meals to families who are staying there at the hospital or to their homes once, once they go home. We do a lot of meals.
0: Yeah. Well, feeding people is definitely a great way to love them and care for them and an ongoing need. Uh you, I know Lewis, you mentioned you're an ACBC certified counselor and I know your church is committed to providing biblical counseling. Do you ever get the opportunity to, to couple biblical counseling through the care that you're providing to uh through spreading sunshine?
2: Not really anything long-term. I mean there there's so whenever we have events uh feeding or um, we had an event recently for caregivers um, that um, was really meant to target just kind of the unseen burdens and difficulties that go along with, with caregivers. Uh, there's a lot of, I guess, sustaining type conversations, thinking about Bob Kellerman and, and the, the, the spiritual friendships, you know, the sustaining, crawling in a casket, and just mm-hmm. letting somebody tell their story. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that that goes on. I can remember at one of the last, uh, uh one of those last birthday parties we were having for somebody, they were in the, the, the little girl was in St. Jude and she had invited one of her friends who was, uh, a cancer patient at St. Jude. And so her father was there and, uh, I probably, we had an hour, hour and a half conversation where, uh, essentially he just poured out his life story and I asked a few questions and, um, it was just his, you know, time for him to tell his story. And I could add some, some encouragement in there. I prayed with him before we left. But, you know, that was the last time I saw him. So we definitely, in the strategic planning, have, um, in the future, trying to, try to have some training to where our family care people who are going out are able to do some, um, you know, some sustaining, some healing, some guiding, those kinds of things. Uh, But right now, you know how it is with a nonprofit, if you're not careful, your mission will try to absorb everything in the world. So (laughs) right now, we're we're trying to grow slowly, but that's definitely one of the areas that uh, we want to develop in the future.
0: Well, I think, I mean, it does, yeah, I mean, we all do biblical counseling whenever we're sharing God's word to somebody who is in need, right? Whether it's a formal ongoing kind of thing. So I just know your heart. I can't imagine that you're having those conversations, having those parties, having those things and God's wisdom isn't just flowing and love isn't flowing out through you and the people that you, that you have working there. Um, if, Obviously the you described the ministry has been growing, you have an executive director now, you have a lot of volunteers, but it still takes money. Where can people go to support your ministry financially?
3: You can go to the website www.spreading-sunshine.org.
0: And what's like what's a year what's a year of sunshine cost somebody?
3: Um the $30 a month is what um, we ask for, for, to sponsor a family for a year of sunshine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are there any other ways that people can get involved with spreading sunshine, whether that be, you already talked about financial and giving um, a box and a year of sunshine, but are there any other ways that you would suggest to get involved?
3: Um, yeah. I mean, there's, Uh, I guess sometimes location is an issue, but, um, there's always, um, I guess supply, um, drive items that we always keep in stock if people wanted to do like some kind of drive for us that way or create, uh, um, collect like the, the items that we use in snack bags, um, Anybody listening is close to Memphis. There's always volunteer opportunities at the office. Um, lot always lots to do, lots to do there. Um, so yeah, I guess those would be a few ways.
0: Have I know you're not wanting to grow massively huge and get get ahead of your skis, so to speak. But um, if somebody wanted to do either like a another branch of spreading sunshine or maybe just do this kind of thing. Um, How might they go about it? What, what kind of things should they be thinking about?
2: Yeah, that would be one of those things. It's also in the strategic planning um, future wise. And so our executive director, uh, Diane Smith is, uh, is great. She has a huge heart for the ministry. She does a lot of those sustaining conversations I was talking about. And she's also, um, uh, always kind of looking forward to what might this be and what, what could this be? And so anybody who, who was interested in trying to figure out how could we replicate what you guys are doing and have a, you know, spreading sunshine, Louisville or, or whatever, um, the, the, the thing to do would be to uh, contact her through the website and, uh, and get that conversation started.
0: Oh, it'd be really great. I'd love to see uh, spreading sunshine in every every hospital. Honestly, it'd be amazing. I'm sure you guys have that heart too, but that's a big, it's a big, big vision, big goal, big ask kind of thing. So we'll definitely be praying for you all as you navigate those waters and for and for your team as well.
1: Yes. So I think through your guys' ministry and your work, you can expect some joys that come from it, whether that be seeing the family walk through the situation with joy, um, or whether that be you see the actual children opening the box and they receive joy. But is there any unexpected joys that you did not expect from this ministry or any hurdles that you didn't expect that we could also be praying for?
3: I think an unexpected joy for me, I just didn't realize So when I sent that first box, I told y'all, you know, like that was it. I was done. And then, you know, the Lord has brought us up to to the, you know, the eight year mark. But, um, when David was born and diagnosed with, um, Down syndrome, my initial reaction was just, um, and I was devastated. I was just, just heartbroken. Um, not what I was imagining or picturing and, um, I hate to say that I immediately limited his life, um, but I I did. So to see what God has done um, because of his life and how many people um, we have been able Mm -hmm. to serve and impact because of a little boy born Mm -hmm. with Down syndrome has just been um, incredible, really. And I'm also very, very very humbling um, so I don't, I don't know if Lewis has something that he might
2: yeah I would just say that one of the unexpected blessings is just to see God's goodness um, mm-hmm. all around us in the area and world of children with disabilities and disease so uh, David had heart surgery in Memphis um, he's got a colon disease that we had a surgery for but it didn't really work so we ended up we're, we're with a team and we uh, columbus ohio now that we go to annually at nationwide children's hospital i remember going onto that campus which is a huge campus abby and i were looking and i was just almost in awe at how big this thing was and how many rooms were there and and almost at the same time i was really impressed with the structure and and then i just wanted also to weep Mm. at the the fallenness of the world that each one of these rooms represents a family mm. and a sick child and and so there's a it was a real I don't know a redemptive moment in the sense mm. of there's a lot of suffering here but the Lord is, is in his goodness is also mm. there's a lot of caregiving going on here as well. So mm. um maybe it helped I don't know, sand off a little cynicism in my mind about <laughs> about the way the world works. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's that's encouraging. I know one thing, uh, Lewis, you and I have talked about this in the past, and I have a, a heart for in the BCC. We, we've we tried to help grow uh, awareness of and resources for families with uh, fam- with family members who have disabilities, individuals with disabilities, and then also providing care, encouraging churches, et cetera, to minister well uh, to all the needs of, of individuals and families with disabilities disabilities, Um, what are there particular resources you have personally found helpful as a family or maybe not resources, but other things that churches or people have been able to do for you all that have blessed you, shared the love of Christ with you, helped you along this journey? Um, I don't know of
3: anything uh any resources that I could um really recommend or point out. But I think the biggest way me as a wife, mother, um woman, I think that the biggest thing for um me and talking to other mothers who have children with special needs. Um you know, when a child is first born, everybody wants to help, and what can we do? Well, you know, there's that open, I guess, window of opportunity for communication. But, um, so David's nine now. Um, so I, Everybody's used to us, and, um, you know, it's just it's just our family. But all my struggles are still the same, and in some ways, they're, they're even harder as he gets older. Um, so I think I would encourage people, if you know somebody with special needs, um, to pursue open, honest relationships with them where they can come to you like, hey, I'm struggling, can you pray for me? And sometimes I don't talk about my struggles because I don't want um, to come across as my life is harder or, you know, I have a, yeah, you, your situation is difficult, but mine's more difficult because I have a child with special needs. And I, like, I don't want to, like I'm one up in somebody. So sometimes yeah. I just, you know, I voice my frustrations and struggles. So if you know somebody that has a child with special needs, I can guarantee you they are struggling and they need encouragement of some sort and should not just pursue opportunities to do that.
0: I uh, appreciate you sharing that uh, uh, honestly and openly. We have a number of uh, members of the BCC Council and on the board of directors who have uh, special needs children, and we pray for them regularly. and And they do share. and I think one of the things I've learned is that each each family is going to have unique needs. Yeah. Uh, so ask what 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 specific things can be helpful, or even sometimes make suggestions, because you do have that well, anything you need, let me know and we'll come over and help. And of course you're not going to, you know, you're you're not always going to reach out with that, but uh, leaning into that more and saying, no, really, like I'll come over, I'll watch your kids. Or if that's not helpful, I'll come over and do your laundry. And if that's not helpful, I'll come over and do whatever. So yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely really want to encourage you that I'm going to modify Lakin's question a little bit. Uh, the work that you're doing is amazing and it's a blessing but it's also heavy work, especially when you you're dealing with those end of life uh, times and and seeing children die. How do you keep your joy fresh in the midst of that? And how do how do the volunteers, the people who are delivering the boxes and stuff, uh, deliver fresh joy to people, but also maintain that joy in their hearts?
3: Um. I try to pray faithfully for our executive director, um, Diane Smith, like Lewis said, she does a, um, a really, really good job serving families. And she does, she has a heart for, um, families who have, um, children with chronic issues or, or medical issues. um, I'm gonna have to edit this mm-hmm. part. That's
2: right. <laughs> I would say I would say for my part, um, and, and I'm not saying this as if I I do a ton of the legwork on that, but as as we have opportunity, my thought is these people are gonna go through this incredibly difficult situation no matter what. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do to make it any easier or, or that anybody else can do to make it any easier. But the Lord may use me or may use us to be a blessing to them to be a small lie in the midst of this really dark season of life so that they remember the incredible pain that went along with seeing their child suffer and eventually burying that child but, but they also remember we didn't do it alone yeah. there were people who loved us and cared for us and tried to minister comfort um, uh, the comfort of Christ to us in the midst of this difficult
0: I think that's um, a, a go ahead Abby
3: yeah no I was just going to say just what lewis said i mean they're going to go through the circumstance anyway so what can we do as an organization to help them walk through this difficult time? you know um maybe it's we've helped purchase tombstones or you know print um print um funeral funeral um
2: Whatever you said earlier,
0: yeah. Whatever. Um, Again, um, we, <laughs> the pro, yeah, the funeral programs, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: Programs,
3: whatever, whatever they need. Like you said, the the, the needs are going to be different. But what can we do? And then I know that our executive director, she, I mean, she tells me quite frequently. You know, it's been a heavy week. You know, I've, you know, I've dealt with this. I've dealt with that. I mean, I know um, that I do need to be very faithful and in prayer to. Hold her up, and the Lord will encourage her and give her strength in the day to day of
0: dealing with these needs. Yeah, well, I I think it's such a beautiful picture of the gospel too, because the 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 good work of Christ is set on a dark backdrop, and it shines Mm -hmm. so much more brightly when we see what He saved us from in the in the both the sin, the fallenness of the world, the wickedness of the world. And, and I also love the fact that joy and sorrow can coexist in the same heart, right? We see Jesus, who is perfectly joyful, of course, also weep deeply in, in Gethsemane and Hebrews uh, Hebrews 5. So I just think it's, a, it's important for us to remember those two things are not diametrically opposed, and they can't exist in the same heart at the same time. Um, and it is from keeping our eyes on Christ. So, well, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. We do have a segment at the end, uh, pivot a little bit to a fun segment called two minute favorites. Um, you guys ready for this? And we're going to try it first time. We're going to do Lewis. You get two minutes and we're not violating chivalry here. Gentlemen lead the way. Uh, and then Abby, <laughs> you'll get two minutes and give you a little bit of a warm up, uh, watching Lewis do it. All right. So we get my timer going and, here we go, Lewis. What's your favorite food?
2: Uh, good cheeseburger.
0: What is your favorite color? Green. Favorite sport?
2: Uh, smoking barbecue.
0: Favorite sports team?
2: Um, whoever, the opposite of whoever my nieces are playing uh, for.
0: <laughs> favorite <laughs> gift you've ever received?
2: My wife.
0: Favorite gift you've ever given?
2: Um, my wife's wedding band.
0: Favorite word?
2: Uh, clarity.
0: Least favorite word? Uh, obscurity. Favorite book of the Bible?
2: Ephesians. Favorite oh, book line.
0: outside of Scripture?
2: Um, i like to pass on that
0: one. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor?
2: Uh, Rocky Road.
0: Favorite candy? Hershey's chocolate. Favorite Bible verse? Psalm 23.6. Favorite movie? Um.
2: Hmm. Let me pass on that
0: one. If you could choose any superpower, what superpower would you choose?
2: Um,
0: omniscience. Favorite animal?
2: The one that's not at my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if your mother were to describe you in one word, what word would she use? Um... <laughs> Uh, motor mail. Uh, f- oh, time's up with two minutes there. Wow. You got through <laughs> more than most do. So very oh, well man. done. <clears throat> All right, Abby, you ready for your turn? Yes. I saw you doing a little research there <laughs> while this was going. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, what is your favorite food?
3: Sushi.
0: Favorite color. Blue. Favorite sport.
3: Volleyball.
0: Favorite sports team. Ole Miss. Favorite uh, Bible verse.
3: Same as Lewis, Psalm twenty-three, six. He F- preached a really good sermon on
0: that. <laughs> Favorite gift you've ever received.
3: Mm, probably my wedding ring.
0: Favorite gift you've ever given.
3: Uh, Lewis's barbecue trip for his birthday.
0: Favorite word.
3: Smile.
0: <laughs> least, least favorite word.
3: Unfair.
0: Favorite book of the Bible.
3: I like Ephesians and Psalms.
0: Favorite book outside of Scripture. Pass. Favorite ice cream flavor.
3: Raylings and cream.
0: Favorite candy.
3: Snickers.
0: Favorite movie.
3: I like the Bourne
0: movies. If you could choose any superpower, what superpower would you choose?
3: And be invisible.
0: Favorite animal? Dogs. If your mother were to describe you in one word, what word would she use?
3: Amazing. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Do you have a favorite quote?
3: Um... I like that. Evil prevails
0: when good men do nothing. Mm. Favorite restaurant? Fast. All right. Well, that wraps up our time. We're not keeping score, <laughs> Lewis, but she answered more than you. I'm just not letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lewis Abby, thank you so much for being with us on 1514, and thank you so much for the work that you're doing through spreading sunshine.
3: Thank, thank you,
1: you for having us. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: And special thanks to our team who helped make this podcast possible. My assistant, Rebecca Mullins, helps coordinate these interviews. And our podcast engineer, Caleb Lau, does a great job editing and putting everything together. We look forward to you joining us next time.